Last year, the hype was around the AFC West. This year, who could it be? The AFC East, the NFC East, the AFC North. Who's the best division in football going into the 2023 season? We'll talk about that here in the Locked On NFL podcast. We are your host, Chris Carter, and your boy Q. It's the Friday edition. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're your host Chris Carter and, and your boy Q here on the Friday edition. We're from Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders and we're breaking things down in the NFL on a Friday episode. And we're going to take a, take a step back here and we're not just going to look at teams. We're going to look at how the divisions are comprised going into this upcoming season. Last year, Q, it was your division, the AFC West, <laughs> with the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos with Russell Wilson. Everyone thought that there was a chance that all four teams could make yeah. the playoffs. And two teams did. But the Chargers were ousted in maybe the craze, one of the craziest comebacks in wild card history uh, in the NFL with the Jaguars. The Chiefs did win the Super Bowl, but the rest of the AFC West didn't live up to the hype. But this year, people are doing are hyping up other 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 divisions, the AFC East with Josh Allen and now Aaron Rodgers in there, and what's going to happen with the Patriots and the Dolphins with Tua with Tua coming back, the NFC East with the Eagles, the Cowboys trying to make moves, the Giants with their improvements, and Washington while well, they're just still kind of there, uh, but there's still teams that are competing here. Who is the best division in football? right now on paper as we go into 2023? I mean, that's a really good question. I think there's an argument for multiple divisions. You mentioned the AFC East. You mentioned the NFC East. I think there's a, a slight question mark with both of those divisions, but I also think that they have really good arguments for being the best. I mean, I can look at the North and say maybe there's an argument there as well, but if you look at the AFC East, you got you know you got the Bills. Obviously, they're doing their thing. Uh, you got uh, New England. I think they're going to be better now that Billy O O'Brien is there, and I think that New England always is going to have a really good defense. They had a decent defense a season ago. They just had a terrible, a piss-poor offense. Miami, uh, you have to throw the asterisks in there. If, as long as two is healthy, you feel like that they have uh, a great shot and, and a good opportunity to, to make that run. I mean, it's just there's – man, I, I, it's, it's hard to say. And then the Jets, of course, they have – Aaron Rodgers, and he was the bell of the ball, right? I mean, he's the guy that everyone wanted to get, and uh, he was the one that the Jets threw it out there and 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 woo woo wooed him until he got to New York. And so, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the AFC East and think that that's going to be the the toughest division in football. But Chris, I mean, you said it at the top: the AFC West was supposed to be that division a year ago, and I got all hyped up. I got excited, thought that man, each one of these teams are going to beat each other up all year long. Who knows what's going to happen? They're all going to make the playoffs. It's going to be so compelling. And yeah, all of a sudden, seven. 17 games later, and uh, two teams made the playoffs that you mentioned. Two didn't. Uh, two are still trying to figure out what the hell they're doing, and two teams feel pretty good about themselves. So as much as it looks good on paper, we know early June, while OTAs are going on, you don't win games on paper and in June. So uh, it's all about playing the, the games, but I do think that the AFC East has probably the best argument for the toughest division of football in 2023. I, I think they have a, a decent argument there. I think the NFC East also has a decent argument there with Jalen Hurts coming back with the Eagles, though you said that you think the I think Eagles they take a step back. I think they take yeah, a step back. Only, only reason I say that, though, is because they lost both their coordinators, right? Their offense coordinator and defensive coordinator. One's in Arizona. One's uh, now with the Colts as the head coaches. So that's, you know, you got to give them credit for that, but they also lost uh, a bunch of different players. And so I just, I just feel like, you know, free agency hit them. And, oh, by the way, the Super Bowl hangover is real. 
right? I mean, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a thing. I mean, that really is a thing. So that's why I question them. And then in the NFC East as well, I mean, I look at the commanders. Is Sam Howell that guy? That's a big question mark for me. Um, you know, do the Giants take a step with Daniel Jones, or is he still Daniel Jones, right? I mean, or, or does Brian Dayball find a, a way to reinvent the wheel and really get the most out of him? Um, you know, I, I, I just think that that one's going to be tough, uh, tough pill to swallow, that they're all four teams going to be really good teams. Because, look, Washington just about made the playoffs a year ago. So I, I can, you know what I mean? I can see them being in that position, but it all depends on the quarterback play they get. I hear you on that. There's 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 potential there's potential there for that to happen. The uh, the commanders were eight eight and one last last year. Um, I, I look at a different I look at a different division though. Okay, I think that the the East could be up in there, but I don't believe in the in some of the other teams in the AFC East. I'm not sold that Aaron Rodgers is just going to magically fix the Jets. I think that they're still going to be on the struggle bus this year. I'm not sold that the Patriots are going to figure everything out just because Bill O'Brien is back with Mac Jones. Bill O'Brien hasn't had isn't exactly someone that I that uh, inspires enthusiasm in me okay. when I when I when I see him there in the coaching ranks. Maybe Miami, but they they're also unstable. I, I think the division to watch out for is is the AFC North because they, you still got the Bengals with Joe Burrow yep. and Jamar Chase. You got the Ravens who have a new offensive coordinator. I'm excited about Jackson. them, by the way. I'm glad you brought up the Ravens. I'm super excited about them with Todd Monk. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be a really dangerous offense. Their defense is a little suspect, but who cares? That offense is going to be fun. I think they're going to be fun. I think they're going to be fast. I think they're going to put up points, and they're going to be they're going to be a team that, that catches a lot of people off guard. I also think the Steelers or the Browns could e- could easily be that third team, and I think it's probably going to be the Steelers. The Steelers have never finished in fourth place in the AFC North in the history of the division. Um, the Browns have kind of like lived there, but I think that the Steelers, the additions they've made on defense, the the rising of Kenny Pickett. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be like you know in any MVP conversations or anything like that, but I do think he'll be able to do better than last year and that'll be enough with a healthy tj watt remember he missed two months last year and they still found a way to win nine games i think that he doesn't miss two months this year and with an easier schedule that doesn't have the eagles and the bills in in succession this year i think that they're going to be in a in a position to make a solid run with their record get into the playoffs and maybe we see the afc north be the division that throws three teams in the playoffs like the nfc east did last year you know i could see that i just one i have two questions in the afc north and they're both with the the third and the fourth place teams i'm looking at cleveland can Deshaun Watson take that next step? We know what Cleveland gave up for him. We saw him at moments last season look pretty good. Can he take that next step, right? Can uh, he go into the offseason and uh, go through OTAs, go through training camp, you know, no worries about suspensions or anything, you know, and can he be that dude? If he can, I can see that team being really good. And as you mentioned, Pittsburgh, and you cover Pittsburgh like a glove, with the additions that they made defensively, with Kenny Pickett now being a second-year guy, can he take that next step? But I think it's legit to ask the question still. I don't you know what I mean? I think it's 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 fair to not say I assume they're going to be that much oh, better, no, yeah. right? Still a question. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that they have two questions. So uh, I could see the argument there for the AFC North. I just think that they have still a, a couple more questions than the other divisions that we talked about. But for every reason that you rolled out there, it does make sense. I just I, I look at the, how things could line up for them, and I, I also look at their schedules this year. Yeah. They play the AFC South. As a division, they play the NFC West, and yes, that includes the the Niners. But 
the Cardinals, yep. the Rams. Right. I think that they, I think that they, you know, and the Seahawks, you know, I'm not so certain if they're going to be, you know, yeah. you know, playing as who's well Gino? as they did last year. Who's Gino? Is Gino, is Gino, Gino Smith that we knew from years ago, or is he the guy who guided them to the playoffs a year ago? Right. And I think that those are going to be questions, but I think that this division is in a position with some of the matchups that they have this year to have some good runs from all four of their teams. And then it just depends on how bad does the division beat up on each other? You know, does anyone, does anyone get swept out the division? Does that, does anyone have those big losses or do they split with each other? And then they, you know, and then how, how does it, how do they fare against those other divisions that they're lined up with? But I I think the AFC North, you have the AFC East. Yeah. I'll roll with the the AFC East. I'll roll with the AFC East, assuming, and this is a big assumption that the Patriots are going to be a lot better with Billy O as their offensive coordinator, as opposed to, a defensive coordinator who failed in Detroit and uh, and, and uh, what's his name? I forget his name now. Pencil in his ear. Uh, anyway, and then uh, also uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, Matt Patricia. Thank you. And then uh, and then Joe Judge, who was a special teams coordinator uh, that turned head coach in New York, and obviously that didn't work out. I think Billy O, regardless of what you think about him as a coach, is a lot better than those two swinging D's when it comes to being an offensive coordinator. Absolutely. We'll talk about the worst divisions in football oh, and what might be the, the the biggest problems out here in just a minute on the Locked On NFL podcast. Don't go anywhere, but we'll be right back. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel. FanDuel, of course, is the number one sports book in America with the NBA Finals going on right now. There's no better place to get in on the action. It's because right now FanDuel is offering new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's up to that's up to twenty five hundred dollars, two thousand five hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet on FanDuel doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today and you can claim your no sweat first bet. Will Nikola Jokic get a triple double? Probably he did it in game one, I think. Uh will who will win the series? Looking like the Nuggets right now. Maybe that's an easy bet. Or will Jimmy Butler win finals MVP and turn the, turn this around? All those things you can bet on. <laughs> you see Q saying no. It's not looking good for Miami. Not hating, uh, but, but I'm saying you, 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 you can bet on all that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $2,500 when you join FanDuel today by going to fanduel.com slash lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Back here in the Locked On NFL podcast, Chris Carter, your boy Q. Uh, Q. We talked about the best divisions. Yep. We slotted the AFC North and the AFC East as our best divisions in football. Yep. But who are going to be the worst divisions in football? I feel like mine is a gimme because they were the worst division in football last year, and that was the NFC South. Literally every single team had a losing record last yeah. year. It's hard to do. It's hard to do in the NFL. You at least somebody right. gotta, got to got got to come out, come out on top. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made the playoffs by virtue of just them being eight and nine and everyone else being worse than that. Uh, but still, I, I don't see enough improvement from any of these teams. I think the Buccaneers are reeling from all the investments they made into the Tom Brady era. I think the Panthers are still recovering and they're going to, they're going to be working with their new quarterback. I think the saints who knows what they're, what they're going to be doing right now. They're still recovering from Sean Payton's departure and the Falcons. They're all, everyone's turning things around. Yeah. I just think that that's why this year they're going to be the worst division. They, that's a, they have a good argument, right? I mean, the Saints went and made the move for Derek Carr. He could arguably be the best quarterback in the division right now, right? Baker Mayfield's in Tampa Bay. Bryce Young, he's obviously there in Carolina. And then you got Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Desmond Ritter's a big question mark. Bryce Young, I like him, but he's a rookie. 
All right, uh, you have Derek Carr. I know what Derek Carr brings to the table. Again, probably the best quarterback in that division uh, there with New Orleans. And then Baker Mayfield. And we all know, and you know very well, what Baker Mayfield brings to the table. And he's on what? Let's see. Cleveland, Carolina, Rams. He's on team four with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I mean, he's on team four for a reason. So, I can see that argument. I just think that the, the, the Saints will be a better team because they have the most experienced quarterback and the, the better quarterback. Not that Derek Carr has won a lot of games, but I think he has a lot of familiarity there in, in uh, New Orleans with Dennis Allen. He's got players that come over from the silver and black that he's very familiar with as well. And I think Bryce Young will have growing pains. I know Desmond Ritter is going to have growing pains. And then there's a big question mark on who the hell Baker Mayfield is going to be and plus all those issues. So I could definitely see that division being in the conversation for the worst division in the NFL. But I'm going to roll with a different one. I'm going to roll with the NFC West. How about that? I'm going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. No Kyler Murray. Okay. No DeAndre Hopkins. They took a $20 million, $22 million, excuse me, dollar dead cap hit. Instead of splitting it up the, the dead cap in, in, amongst two years post-June 1st, they said, that's all right. We'll take it all this year. To me, that screams that we're not trying to win. That screams to me that we're looking for that number one spot talking about the draft pick, right? They're looking for that number one spot in the 2024 draft, and it's only barely June, right? That's a problem to me, right? And then they got Jonathan Gannon there as a head coach, defensive-minded head coach. Kyler Murray's out for the majority of the year. What are they going to do? How are they going to turn that thing around? Right, So I have a lot of questions there in Arizona, San Francisco. What's going to go on with the quarterback position? Is it going to be Brock Purdy? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Sam Darnold? I don't know. I think that they'll probably be the best team in that division. The Rams, they look like they're on a press reset, like they're on a video game and they're about to lose, so they're about to press reset and just start on over. I used to do that all the time, so I know what that move is like. You know, it's just I feel like that that's who they are. And then Seattle, I think there's a big question mark there, right? They're trying to get back to old Seattle Seahawks ways, but is Geno Smith – going to build off what he did last year or is he going to be Geno Smith that we got used to and accustomed to throughout the course of his career so I'm going to roll with the NFC West as the worst division in football in 2023 and I think there's still maybe a couple divisions that have question marks that that they could probably be in that argument as well you talked about the West here the Cardinals have 36.9 million dollars in dead cap space there are though five teams with more Damn. The Carolina Panthers had $51.5 million in dead in dead cap space. But the they Eagles had a bunch had of cap space. Didn't they going into the, the into the offseason? Didn't they have a they whole did. boatload they, of money? They and they still have $27 million. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, they're they, all right. they, they were able they were able to work with it, but still they have yeah. a lot of rebuilding they have to do right, for with sure. that cap space. For sure. Uh the, the Eagles have have, have fifty four point seven million dollars in, in dead Damn. cap, but they're a, they have a foundation. Right. And I think that's the thing here is when you have this much dead cap space like the Cardinals and you don't have a foundation, and I think the Panthers are in a similar boat right. here, it puts you in a very hard spot. You know, the Packers have $57.1 million in dead cap, but you know, they might have a, a have an interesting spot there with the players that are left over from Aaron Rodgers' days. Yeah. Unless, you think, unless you think that they're not that good, that's a problem. But the top two teams, teams that I was just talking about, with that, that, are, that are, they loaded up to get their Super Bowl, yeah. and they did it. Yeah. The, the Los Angeles Rams, $74.2 million out of their cap space. And their caps, their, their open available cap space as we speak right now, Q, $1.4 million. Yeah, that's nothing. You couldn't even sign me for that. Maybe. You man. can sign Chris Carter for $1.4 million. <laughs> I, will, I will take all the balls. I will I will run them out there. I will signal first down. I will, I will clean the towels for $1.4 million a year. Locked on. I am sorry if they offer me a $1.4 million contract to be a ball boy, but I will do it. 
But anyways, um, in all seriousness, with the Rams, $74 million in dead cap space. The number one team, though, the Buccaneers, another team yeah. that they poured everything in to get Tom Brady. And I think this also spurs another conversation, Q. Is doing that worth it? If you get that one yes. ring, yes. It, it, yes. It, it feels right, right? Yes. But <laughs> There's no argument. One, yes. Yes. Because a, a Lombardi has a shelf life, right? If you had a Lombardi in the last three or four years, yes, it's well worth it. Now, you've got to get you got to get back on your horse if, and, and work it, and you're in a position like they're in right now. But, man, that but Lombardi still look good. You, if you miss Q. Yeah, if you miss, then, then you, you suck. You you not only didn't capitalize, but then you set yourself back another however many years it's going to take sure. to rebound financially from this and, and i'm saying like if it pays off for you great i agree if you win the lombardi yep. it's worth it yep. but i'm saying the calculation there to be to be to be where 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 they are if they hadn't won won their titles i think the cardinals are in a position like that with with, with all the dead cap space that they put they invested the money go, to go get it they missed now they're gonna have to rebuild i think the saints are coming out of that right now yeah. they were in a position where they tried to take some shots with sean payton and to me personally, I think Sean Payton just quit when he realized, oh, this this isn't going to work out because of all the money we've spent. We can't rebuild right now. We don't have assets. I need I need a, a jetpack to, to escape from here. And I think certain teams they go through that, but I, I think that you know the Buccaneers and the Rams, those fans, they they'll they'll be happy with their Super Bowl tr- championship year that they, that each of those each of those teams got. Um, I just if you if you calculate for all the teams that spend like that, you know, you think of the Jaguars back in 20 in the 2017 era when they were just spending all the money to build up that team. And it was a really tough team. Yeah. But they missed their shot. Hell, they spent a lot of money last year. Last offseason, the, the Jaguars mm-hmm. spent all that money. Remember, they made Christian Kirk a super high paid wide receiver. And everybody said, for what? They made Zay Jones yeah. a super high paid wide receiver for what? But. And it ended up working out. They made it to the playoffs, and so now they just got to build on that. So sometimes it works, but a lot of times, like you said, it doesn't. But if it does, I'll tell you right now, there's a big group of fans in Las Vegas called the Raider Nation that would love, love for the Raiders to spend a whole lot of money, go all the way in and win a Lombardi (laughs) and say, all right, hey, that's cool for at least this year. Uh, Worry about the next couple years. But, yeah, I mean, man, for some teams like the Raiders, they've been starving for so long, they'll take a uh, a one-year run and win a Super Bowl and call it a day and be super excited and then say, all right, you got a few years to try to get back to that point. I think I think sometimes it's also more than a few years because yeah. you look at it. But I, I feel you if if you're start and again it all depends on if you have that foundation because we're talking about like the Eagles right now. If the Eagles were to make some really aggressive moves with the, with the with the group that they have, you know, Jason Kelsey ain't gonna be around forever. Yeah. You know, I think Fletcher Cox is still there. He's not gonna be like the, the some of their core guys are about are about to retire. And if they wanted to win with those core guys and, and load up with those guys and, and do that, I, I get that. But if you're a team that you know, you mean you don't have you don't have it all together like some of these other teams out there. I think it is a mistake to load up that much in ways and trade that many draft picks. You know, I think the Browns are in a position what they did for Deshaun Watson. You know, the 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 draft capital that they gave up. It's not because it's not just the money right. to me. It's also the draft picks you give up where you don't have a first round pick for two or three years. That stuff comes back to comes back to bite you yep. because then you're not bringing in leaders and captains and top shelf players that play that. And so I think that that's some of the fate that some of these other teams are going through in the NFC South and NFC West. And that's why we're talking about them. Like they're going to be the worst, the worst teams, the worst divisions this year. We skipped the AFC. Is the AFC just that good that 
maybe all of their divisions are going to be highly competitive. The AFC just has a lot of quarterbacks, man. They have a lot of really good quarterbacks. If you look at that whole conference and just say all the – I mean, just rattle them off, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. you got uh, Joe Burrow, right? I mean, they're Justin Herbert. I mean, the list goes on and on. Tua Tagovailoa, if he's on, he's on. Uh, I mean, there's, there's quarterbacks in that division or that conference that can get it done where you look at the NFC and you're like, oh, yeah, not so much. Right. I mean, there's but there's dudes, there's absolute dudes in the AFC. And then, you know, you, you obviously I don't know what any of the rookies are going to do, but you feel like, OK, at some point the, the rookies are going to step their game up. Right. So uh, there's that. Hell, look at Deshaun Watson. If he gets it done in, in Cleveland, you know, I, I don't I don't want to put Kenny Pickett in that conversation because I don't think he's he earned that yet. But I mean, he can end up turning into somebody. I just think that there's better arms in the AFC conference than there are right now in the NFC conference. I hear you on that. We'll talk about. Who's going to be the most surprising division coming coming up? Because we're talking about these these divisions that we kind of are slating to be very good or very bad or anything like that. But let's but there could be also some ones that catch us off guard. There's always one division that catches us off guard every year with with some teams that that pop up and are highly competitive. We'll talk about that here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter, your boy Q, the Friday edition. We'll be right back. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, Chris Carter, your boy Q. Uh, Q, if we're going to pick a division that's going to surprise everyone with just how good it is this year, what division? What division is it going to be? Or is there a factor of a division no, that you, you think is going to catch us off guard here? I have a I have a division that intrigues me, and I know that kind of is cheating, and it's not really the question that you asked. So. You know, I always skirt outside the lines, but I have a division that's very intriguing. You, know, to you me. just don't follow rules, Q. That's, that's, your, that's your problem. AKA skirt outside the lines. That's what I do. You know, skirting. Skirting outside the line is like, hey, I'll answer your question, but I'll also add in this. You just said no, forget your question. No, I'm I didn't. I said I'm intrigued. So I could be surprised and intrigued at the same time, like future at the right. same damn time. So this is what I'm this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the AFC South. And I'll tell you what, 2010, I don't care. What does it matter? I don't care if it was from 88. That's cool. It's a good song. You know, it is what it is. It was before. Anyway, don't let me get started on future. Anyway, I'm looking at the AFC South. I'm intrigued by that division, and this is why. There's so many young arms, right? I was just talking mm. about the AFC Conference and how many how many really good quarterbacks there are. Well, in, in the AFC South, and hell, I didn't bring up Trevor Lawrence. I should have. Trevor Lawrence is in the AFC South. Then you have, yes. what, Anthony Richardson in the AFC South. You have Will yep. Levis in the AFC South, and you have C.J. Stroud in the AFC South. Like, to think about Trevor Lawrence is the old dude on the block, right? <laughs> and how long has he been in the league for a quick second, right? I mean, he he hasn't been in the league but a minute, but he's the he's the veteran. He's the old guy on the block. And so I'm so intrigued by this division because, one, I don't think all those quarterbacks are going to be good. Like, think about it. That's three rookie quarterbacks in the same division. Yeah. How often three. do we talk about a draft where three or four of the quarterbacks ended up being really good, right? So I don't think that all these guys are going to be successful, but – you know, heading into the draft, I was very intrigued. And, uh, you know, I, I thought pretty highly of Anthony Richardson. I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think that his work ethic was one of those that that had me like, man, maybe he is worth the flyer. Obviously, the Colts thought the same thing. They have Shane Steigen there as the head coach. He's the one who developed Jalen Hurts or helped develop Jalen Hurts with a very similar work ethic than Anthony Richardson has. So I'm excited about how the Colts develop. And plus, Chris, you know, 
the Colts don't have big high expectations this year to go far. So I think he can ease into, uh, you know, kind of learning the game and, and he's going to take some some, um, you know, he's going to struggle a little bit and then he's going to be good and, and see what happens and see how he develops. Will Levitz, I have no idea about him. Yeah. I wasn't high on him in the draft. Uh, he went in the second round. Tennessee drafted him. Are they going to move on from Ryan Tannehill? Are they going to pass the keys to the rookie? Are they going to let him, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and rock it? Uh, there, there's, there's so many questions I have in Tennessee, and I think Mike Vrabel is a really good head coach. And, oh, by the way, Derek Henry is still one of the best running backs in the league, obviously getting a little bit older. C.J. Stroud, he's got he's got the he's got the attitude and the you know kind of the the want to to be great. I don't know if he's going to be great, but he's got the want to to be great. And when I talked to him in Kansas City before the draft, just hearing his confidence in his voice and it wasn't a cocky confidence, but it was a confidence of I'm going to go in there and show everyone. I don't care about some whatever test they were doing. It wasn't the Wonderlick, but whatever we got caught up on that little whatever test, he's like, I'm not worried about that. I'm a football player. So I'm intrigued by him. And then, of course, like I said, Trevor Lawrence, can the Jaguars, can they take that next step under Doug Peterson, who's a Super Bowl uh, winning coach with the Philadelphia Eagles and got them into the playoffs his first year, uh, you know, as the as the, the, the head man there in Jacksonville. So I'm looking at that division. One, it may surprise us because we might actually see some really good teams be, you know, playing and, and competing. Not that all of them are going to be great, but I mean, you might see some good entertaining football and then. You know, it, it also intrigues me because I want to see what quarterback, especially out of those rookies, is going to develop into the better of the of the quarterbacks in that division. So there. I hear you. <laughs> the the a, I think the AFC South has the potential. I think they have the best upside as far as That's a good way put it. low expectations that could improve. Because I, like I think that. a lot of these other divisions have expectations. The Bengals were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. Lamar Jackson's an mm-hmm. established quarterback. The Steelers are the Steelers. They're always right. in the conversation for making the playoffs. The Browns, the Browns, whatever. But um, but you know, but you you look at that division and there's expectations. The AFC East, the Dolphins just made the playoffs. The Bills, this is I think on the tail end of their window of of probably this crew yeah. being. They were supposed juggernaut. to make the Super Bowl last year, right? They the last two years, yeah, the last right. two years. Yep. I think they were they, these were supposed to be their years. I think this might be the last shot that they have with with this current crew. It's not about just Josh Allen; it's about the other guys around him. Yeah. I don't think they can keep paying people the way they've been paying people for for much longer, uh, and they might have to retool. And that retooling might take them a year or two before they figure some things out uh, for another for another big run. Uh, but I, I, I look at that and I think, okay, the AFC East, there's expectations there. Yeah. AFC South, you know, the AFC West, you got the Chiefs there. You got the Chargers uh, with Herbert, you know, those situations there. Uh, But the AFC South is the one division where it's like, man, like if none of y'all, if none of y'all do nothing, no one will be surprised. Like right. I, would, I just look like I, I would not be shocked if, if, if the Jaguars win the division again at nine and eight. Right. Just because that they could. division, you know, projects to be so low. And like you said, but like you said, young quarterbacks can often flip things around. Trevor Lawrence did that for the Jaguars a bit last year. I don't know what's going to happen with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Will Levis hasn't looked great in OTAs from the parts that the parts that I've seen. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that they're a team that they, they needed a lot more pieces than just a quarterback uh, to fix, to fix what they, what they had going on last year. The Colts, I think Anthony Richardson, like you said, he can be a very interesting talent. I don't know if he's a carry a bad roster talent type of guy. And that's what I, that's, that's what the question I have for the Colts. Same thing for uh, CJ Stroud and the Texans. I think that both of them are just going to be in overwhelmingly tough situations to 
quarterback their way out of right. and that it could be, be fun to watch them grow though you know what i mean like just see them go sure. out there and compete and see what they look like so that's that's why i mean i'll, I'll definitely pay attention to those games just to see those guys go out there and compete i, I, I hear you and I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tune into all the games kidding me i'm trying to i'm tr- i love football I'm, right. I'm trying to keep up with, with everybody in their progress i just I, I i wonder if the and if, if the afc south if one of those teams if one of those extra teams like if the jaguars hold serve they win nine ten games that they're they're fine. They kind of live right. up to their expectations. But if one of those other teams flips their year around, we're talking about the AFC South. Like, whoa, that's not <laughs> a pushover division after all. Right. And I think that's why I think that they could be the most surprising division is because their their floor is so low as a division that they could and th- th- that they could jump off of it very easily. Whereas, like, if next year if two teams make it out of the AFC North, no, everyone's gonna be like, well, that's normal. That was expected. If if two teams make it out of the AFC East, I feel like everyone's gonna be like, well you know, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that that's the situation that, that they could be in. Um, so I feel you on the AFC South being a team that, that, that could, or being a division, excuse me, that could surprise pe- surprise people here. Is there a team? What is, what is the most, okay, let's go over our eight division winners right here from last year. Bills in the East, AFC East, okay. Bengals in the AFC North, Jaguars in the AFC South, Chiefs in the AFC West, okay. Eagles in the NFC East, Vikings in the NFC North, Buccaneers in the NFC South, Niners in the NFC West. Eight division winners I just named you. I'm throwing out the Eagles because I know you're going to say say them when I ask you this question. Which team is most likely to not be champion of their division again ne- next year? If, if you had to pick of the seven teams, and I know you because you could easily say Eagles because we always talk about how the NFC East doesn't have repeat right. winners. Right. It's just a, it's just a thing. Now, an easy answer could be the Vikings, but yeah, do you believe that much in Dan Campbell? Or Jordan no. Love or no. Justin Fields. No. No, I actually I go with the AFC North. I'll go with that division. Um, because I know Ooh. the Bengals won it, but I think that the Baltimore or uh, Orioles, the Baltimore Ravens will be a lot better uh in twenty twenty three. I think Todd Monkett in that offense is really gonna be a lot better than what we've seen from Lamar Jackson and company uh for the longest. So, you know, and, and you mentioned before, and again, you know very well, I don't have to tell you that Pittsburgh's done a lot of additions to that defense. If you have a healthy TJ Watt all throughout the season, now I don't I I never like banking on if a guy is going to be healthy, but if he's going to be healthy throughout the course of the season, phenomenal, as you know. Uh, so I, I think that, yeah, I think that that division is really up for grabs and the Bengals are going to have to continue to work hard to keep that uh, that stranglehold on the division. And again, I think that that's one that can fluctuate from year to year. So I'll, I'll roll with uh, with the AFC North. I feel you on that. The AFC North could, could be that. The Bengals, they've been on top for a bit. Um, they've also been fairly healthy for mm-hmm. for a bit. You know, they you know Joe Burrow the last two years has avoided the, the major injuries. Um, I think that they they've been able to, to to go there. And the AFC North, it's just a division where they beat up on each other. The Ravens with their backup quarterback almost right. took out the Bengals in the wild in the wild card round. The mm-hmm. Steelers with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett split with the Bengals, and both games were one score games last year. I could totally see. That being a thing where the AFC North be, become becomes a division that flips. If I was to answer my own question and just looking at all the divisions, I think I would go with the NFC South, even though that feels like a punk move because all the teams are so bad. I feel like someone could just end up on top just because they were the least bad. Yeah. And maybe that's the Saints this year with Derek Carr. Maybe he 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 writes the ship just enough. They're not yeah. going to be a juggernaut. I think they get They got to be the leaders in the, the clubhouse for the division, right? They've got to be. Exactly. Just because the, their, that, that, their quarterback's the most accomplished quarterback that they've had, even though Baker Mayfield did lead the Browns to the playoffs. So there's that. 
He did lead the Browns to the playoffs uh, three years ago. Right. And Carr led the Raiders be, to the playoffs that, twice. And, and and that's the thing. He's he's been he's been a leader, and I think that there's still remnants on this Saints roster that could be competitive, and that's where I think things could get interesting there. So I got a new division winner in the Saints in the South. You have a new division winner in the Ravens or the Steelers in the North. We've got a lot of division talk over this, yeah. over this episode. But so I would we, say I'm the NFC sure. East. That would be my that might be our first team off top, but you took them away from me, so I couldn't say the NFC. Uh, yeah, because I knew you'd go there. I know you, Q. <laughs> I know you were like inside. Well, if out. you just know the NFC East, you know that nobody ever repeats in the NFC East. So that, there's that. That's what I literally said. I know. But that's, I mean, that's that's fact. It's not like it's a Q fact. That's a fact fact. Right. And I knew you were going to go there. So I stopped you. All right. So there you go. I mean, I had to give, we had to give our our, our listeners and viewers content here. Although if I just gave you the, the easy answer, you'd take that and we wouldn't be, be arguing right now. So there. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Anyway. That's how you are. Anyways, yes, it is how I am. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, and this is the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition. Thanks so much for checking us out, whether it was on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. We appreciate all of our listeners and viewers. Q, let people know I can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Uh, just check me out on Twitter. It's the simplest way to find me, at your boy Q254. I tweet out the link to Locked On Raiders, Locked On Bets. It's all out there. Locked On NFL, of course. Uh, yeah, anything I do, you can find me on Twitter, at your boy Q254. How about you, Chris? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette where I cover all things Pitt Athletics. You can also find my show just like you find Q's show and this show, the Locked On Steelers podcast, Locked On Raiders podcast, and Locked On NFL, wherever your, wherever your favorite podcasting app is or on YouTube. Thanks again, everybody. We'll be back next week breaking things down in the NFL after, after OTA is complete. We get ready for all the teams to head to minicamp.